What's up? This is Sticks Adinia. This is Lexi Fox from the band Steel Panther. Yeah. Oh my God, we did that both together. We did it. We're you, a team. You're listening to Appetite for Distortion on iHeartRadio. Heavy Metal Rules. You know where they are. And welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion. It is Brando episode, I think, 147. I always get confused where I'm at. Don't look at me, bro. When Scott is back on the show. (laughs) Hey, Brandon. Hey, Sticks and Lexi. This is, this is Sticks and from Steel Panther. Uh, do you ever consider doing a Star Wars Guns N' Roses themed uh, podcast and call it Brando Calrissian? <laughs> I should. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It is. I, 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 I can't get the thought out of my head until I say it. I've never seen Star Wars. What? what you, you, you. I'm gonna. Per, let's just take that. And let's you're like, let's start this whole. Let's start this whole thing over. Uh, I don't know how question. I feel about you now. I've seen Spaceballs like a hundred times. So, okay, that it's, it's a different movie. <clears throat> I can't believe you've seen Spaceballs and not Star Wars. <laughs> I feel like I've seen it throughout the years. I just, I don't know. It's like the, a thing like a virgin would say. It just never happened. I'm saying that about Star Wars. It <laughs> yeah. just never happened. Have you seen Jaws? Yes. Okay, there you go. Yes, okay, I've seen it. Something like that. I'm more of a horror genre. Have you ever person. seen okay. Empire Strikes Back? None of it? None. You oh, can't just jump God. into it. I mean, you should tell them, since we're on I know the topic the of movies, you're, you're the theme of your full sleeve tattoo. I mean, it's... Oh, never-ending story? I was more of a... See, I can't pull it all up. Okay. Have no, you ever I, seen the never-ending story? I get never that. Ending. I get that. But I'm just saying. Well, I knew who Brandon... Uh, Frazier? Calrissian was, or oh. is. Oh, it's Lando Calrissian. Lando. <laughs> that was the play on the Brando. I know. Who's smart? Thanks. Who's smart? Thank you. <laughs> this is off. Well, look, let's just... start. We won't... No, it's not a rocky start. It's a rockin'. good... Oh, rockin'. Yeah, I thought you said rocky. No, no. I feel Have like you seen it's rocky? <laughs> I've seen rocky. Okay, there you go. Yes. Which is your favorite one? Probably the first one. Right answer. Yeah. 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 That's the, uh, the iconic one. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with Drago. No. Number four. Yeah. But no, the first one you got to go. It should have been a Rocky 3D. Oh. <laughs> 3D? Yeah. Like just per- like Jaws and Star Well, you wouldn't. Well, like Piranha 3D? Piranha was that. badass. That's kind of cool. <laughs> See, I've seen all the, ba- the bad 80s horror movies. Yeah. Those I've seen. I would like to be there when you watch Star Wars for the first time. <laughs> you can. I don't think it's going to happen. Dude, Facebook Live of you watching Star Wars. We can do, uh, what is it, uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 That's with Steel Panther. That would be a fun thing. That'd be cool. I've, I'm down. We just gonna, we're going to make it happen. I'm curious, because I like the organic just conversation, how it starts. Are yeah. you... Like big horror guys at all? Uh, because he's a big horror guy. I'm, yeah. Yeah. We, we, no. Especially on touring, <laughs> we can't get. He can't, literally we, he runs out of cash. He he said horror. He said horror. Okay, I thought we were jumping into a different topic. <laughs> no, no, no. You guys go back to what I. I'll tell you what. I enjoy horror films, uh, but not. I don't think as much as you. I don't think I'm. I'm like a huge <laughs> horror film guy. Okay. Um. I like Star Wars. I like the Matrix. I like the science fiction-y shit. Okay. You know? Any, and I like hardcore porn. <laughs> Any of the uh, Rob Zombie films? 
I haven't seen them. He's I, got no. a new one that just came out, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah. And Sid Haig, uh, who did, uh, he just passed away. He just passed away. Yeah. I do know that. Because yeah. I know there's a mix between horror and, and, and rock, so I just wanted to see maybe. It's, it's really cool, you know, with Rob and Sherry, because, you know, we, we did be doing her birth, their birthday party a long time ago. Rob really digs what we do, and obviously we dig what, what he does. So that's that was a really cool collaboration cool. on what he digs, you know, how he digs what we do. And I've been a fan of his movies, well, the ones that I've seen. Um, the ones that... The, a bunch of great, you know, Posehn was in a couple of them. Did mm-hmm. you know Brian that? Posehn? Yeah, yeah, he was great, and he's we worked with him as well. But it was really cool uh, to see what a really cool guy and a great team that those two are together, and how they uh, how they celebrate metal no matter what stage or form it is. I, I could be showing some ignorance of the whole catalog. Has Rob ever jumped on a track with you? No, he has not. not. But uh, like Lexi was saying. His wife, he he had us play his wife's birthday party many years ago at the Key Club, and he was a really fucking nice guy. Really, really he, sweet. Both he and his wife were really cool. Mm-hmm. He has not jammed on a record with us, um, but I know he's seen us several it would, times. It would make sense, I mean, because that first album, when it came out, I remember being like, holy fuck, they have Corey Taylor on this album. Right. Like, you guys got some huge collaborations out of the gate. You know, we so, did... Uh, Matt we had, Shadows, we had Matt Shadows. That was a big deal as we well had, for us. We had those relationships office. from our regular weekly show right. in Hollywood. <laughs> um, and Rob, uh, it wasn't like we went, "Hey, we should get Rob Zombie." No, it was. It, it just, it just never happened. The, it never happened. Uh, and it wasn't like we reached out. We just, I think we got Corey, we got Scott. Uh, Scott Ian, we got M Shadows and Justin Hawkins, we got just yeah, and so that was like that was a, oh. that seemed like a lot. And then as we have gone on, I would love to use this time to throw out to Rob Zombie, let's do something. <laughs> you know, it'd be That'd fucking be cool. It'd oh yeah, cool. and and by when you say that they saw your show prior to that first album, that was the days of Metal School, which yeah. I knew about because. Brando and I actually a while ago interviewed Stevie Rochelle, and I remember Metal Sludge was always on top of what you were doing as metal school. And I remember those early videos where people like Kelly Clarkson would show up to shows and get on stage with you guys. I, you know, she has a TV show now. Yeah. And I want to be on it. (laughs) And I want to do a cooking segment on Kelly Clarkson's show. Cooking with Steel Panther on Kelly Clarkson's show. That's a fantastic idea. It's got a great ring to it, too. Doesn't it? It fucking, like, flows, right? But, yes, our weekly show in Hollywood, we did for 13 and a half years, I think. Every Monday. Sold out every Monday. Wow. Uh, People who would be in L.A. for tours, for doing movies, all these actors and musicians and celebrities and sports figures would come. And they would get up on stage with us and jam. And it was like this fucking really weird point in time where the planets aligned and we were there and they would all come and it and it spread like the the word spread and they they knew that that's where you went. Like you know? my herpes, which by the way, is a, it's a big deal that it finally went away. I went to the doctor before I did this tour. Congratulations on that. I appreciate it very Mazel much. Tov. Right on the top, right on the, the right where the hair grows out. Well, I'm starting to grow it out now. Now I can trim it back now because the herpes just started to fade He's away. Getting so layers. Away. I'm getting layers. Yeah, cutting yeah. to his pubic hair. It's getting worse and worse, those sons of bitches. But again, there is Valtrex, and, and that's it's just... just Thank baby Jesus for the Valtrex. Do you worry about putting that out there for the future? Oh, I, I do. Uh, uh, put, uh, putting no. what out there? No, 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 no that's why I covered up the with the hair. Out there. No, no, that's why I covered up with the hair. Gotcha. He doesn't. No, and I'll tell you what. There's gonna be girls that'll be like, "Fuck it, let's gamble." Yeah, you know, let's well, they've had herpes yeah. since like the late eighties. Well, they've so. either had herpes or they're willing to chance it. <laughs> What's cool about this band is we we share our. Um, 
medical uh, history? SUVs or, 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 or STDs. STDs. And, uh, and uh, it, it doesn't, we, you know, we travel together. It's almost like, you know, when, like, back in the, when the Bengals, remember the Bengals or Banana Ram, one of those girl bands, they always had their cycles together. You know what I'm saying? Like, they would all bleed at the same time. They could go swimming in the ocean, that's for damn sure. But I, but I would say with us, you know, we travel as much as, as, as we, you know, bringing back, you know, metal for real, our outbreaks will become the same at the same time too so we have a rock doc that just comes on the on the on the bus and helps us out depending on where we are with our um with whatever breakout we're having you guys know about rock docs right what in general or rock, rock doctors oh rock doctors yeah uh, I, uh now i want to know what you mean <laughs> I know by you rock do. doctors so <laughs> i didn't definition. know like you know when when you're when you're a teenager you don't know about these things but you have fantasies if you're me about playing to 100,000 people yeah and i wanted to I wanted to be a fucking drummer in a rock and roll band, which having been able to accomplish some of those goals is fucking amazing. We could talk about that shit later. But what you don't know when you're 15 is that if your herpes flares up or your tip drips on the road, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Your tippy's drippy. I there, like are, call, yeah. there are a handful of doctors in the country that you can call and you're like, dude, and they know your band, and they know, you know, they know you. It's like the wolf. And, You've seen Pulp Fiction, right? Yes. Yeah. He, oh, they shit. Fucking, you call them the wolf. They, and they well, that's all you handle, got to say. They handle shit for you. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you just go, oh, okay, I'm going to go to my nearest Walgreens and get my fucking medicine. Exactly. Well, who would you call? I called the wolf. Oh, who are, man. like, their biggest customers outside of Steel Panther? Uh, that, You're supposed I, to keep that on the DL. Yeah, okay. I you think, know that's part. That's what it's about. I think that there's a kind of. A, I think it's know, a HIPAA law violation. There. Yeah, it might be. It is it HIPAA might law. Be. I can tell you that Steel Panther are good customers. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, we keep I mean, coming I back. I assume the members of Motley Crue have to have fed had well, this you know, service I've, at some I've, time. I've read that, and I've heard that they had you know doctors come by, give them a shot before like their wives would come to the shows or something. <laughs> You know, that's just, that's folklore. I'm, I don't know. Purely sure. speculation. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, it's pretty cool service. Yeah, there's way boring ways to do it, like put a condom on, or there's really kind of put a out condom there ways. On. You're that's, crazy. That's being, so I'm just being silly. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just being goofy right now. Oh it's just a joke. Or just get, it's just a joke. Or are we getting a, a rock doc. Are we getting a sneak peek of the next album cover? Are we going to have like some pubic lice on, on the next album cover? Oh. The pubic lice in, incident? Well, or anything like that? that that's uh, oh, that's kind of like the spaghetti incident. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. see what yeah. It's all coming together. That's why we're here. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know what our next album is going to be, but I I can tell you that this new album, yeah. uh, that was a killer Leadway. That's what I do. Great You're segue. fucking good, Brandon. That's what I don't get paid for. <laughs> you, well, you deserve it. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, it, it, uh, you know, our new record, Heavy Metal Rules, the cover in particular is one of my favorites that we have because it's just a cover full of bitch and shit. Yeah, you, know? you can either love metal a lot or, or like, oh. you're, like, you're like a 15-year-old kid that just goes, this is my fantasy right yeah. here. Guitars. Like, bombs, Guitars, yeah. chicks, yeah, right. fireworks, Swords, You're right? Exactly. Panther. It's the best cover. It's. Uh, I'm very. We are very excited about this fucking record. Heavy metal rules. Heavy metal rules. I wish I could have been there last night at the record release party, but I had to do some radio job that I was paid for. I understand. So how how was it? How was the release party? How'd it go? It was fantastic. It was it was something we've never done. Which no. was, we had a Q&A with Jim Florentine. Oh, okay. So, Former guest of the show, sure, met that metal show. Oh, yes. Uh, he, so he 
Um, he came down. He kind of moderated. He a- asked us questions on behalf of our fans, and we had a we were on four stools, four microphones, and we just had a fucking hang, and yeah. we had a chat. It was we didn't play. No, um, okay. But it was different. We wanted to do something a little bit different because we we play. I mean, that's what we do. And to give our fans who wanted to come down a, an experience that was uh, unique was was the goal. And I think we did it. And then we premiered a new video for a song called Fuck Everybody. <laughs> yeah. Can we say fuck on here? Uh, uh, yeah. I think we're past yeah. that. Yes. I think we are fucking <laughs> yeah. past that. I'm going yeah, to like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get yeah. my, all my fucks that I didn't do in the beginning of the show out as we that's go. That's kind of like nailing a girl and then after you come going, it's cool to not wear a condom, right? <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that. Too yeah. late. But see, I'm learning shit every day, so fuck. There that's the beauty about one. podcasting, though. Good job. That's the beauty about podcasting. It doesn't matter. I love it, man. And I'm I'm happy for you that your podcast is getting traction and fucking doing well. And thanks so much for seeing us, having us here and promoting the uh, the record while we're here in beautiful New York City. It's no, a gorgeous I, day. Absolutely. It is. It doesn't feel like the first day of autumn or was yesterday the first day of autumn? I don't Who know. Who the fuck Who is cares? autumn? Uh, she dances at the fucking... Fuck, I bet at, she, she dances down to wrinkles. Very quick. Very good on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the, um, I guess to make the comparison, how podcasting gives you a different listening experience what you get, did last night was a different experience it's like a comic con I would like to think yeah people it, could still see you live because you're going to continue performing yeah but that's such a unique experience should more bands do that to ask questions uh, you know I, I I think it's fucking cool uh I don't know that there's a lot of here's the thing there's a lot of guys in bands that are not in engaging and not entertaining when they're not rocking. Right. I mean, they're just, you know, they're, it's like humans. There's some people that are fucking exciting to talk to, and there's some people that are like fucking talking to this table. And some of those guys are in bands. Very so true. it might not be super exciting, and you might kind of get the, uh, yeah, you know, that bullshit. Mm-hmm. But I know that in our band, every single guy in this band is going to have something to offer. You know too, it's like it's like anim- not interrupt you when you're talking. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like it's like having animals too. Like you get a fucking cat going, dude, I'm going to get a bitch and kick ass cat that doesn't do dick. And then you get a cat that just loves and cuddles and hugs and bounces around and talks to you and does cool shit like that. You don't know what you're going to fucking get when you go to a pet store, but you know what you're getting when you come here. I didn't mean to cut you off stage. But I just had to give a better example. <laughs> how how do you guys keep it fresh all these years later? I mean, we were talking before you started the first album was what nine nine years ago? Eleven, or eleven, uh, about eleven years ago. ago. I mean, how how do you guys keep uh, it going? Yeah. Oh. I don't know the answer to that. Drugs. drugs. Well, <laughs> there's cer- certainly drugs help because they, uh, you know, make you feel different. But I, I think the bottom line is we love being in this band. We fucking dig it. And nobody go. Nobody wakes up and goes, oh, shit, I got to go to work. We're right. You don't, you don't yeah. do that in this band. And, and we all feel lucky to fucking that people like it. And and these are my brothers. These are like my like we're actually super fucking tight. It's not bullshit. It's not fronted. It's not faked. It's for real. And uh, and I think that makes it easy. And you know it's funny because sometimes we'll get in a minivan and drive right. Like when we land at JFK and we go do a video shoot on Long Island. We fucking get in a minivan. We don't fucking take the, you know, we don't have a driver in a fucking car because we're fucking old school and, and we keep it real. And, and you just take the mystery machine. And we're fucking old. Basically, yeah. <laughs> so we get in that fucking thing and it's just us four. No cameras, no Facebook Live, no bullshit, no nothing. And we do the same shit that we did last night on the stools. Like we talk with each other and we go into fucking 
you know, rip fests and and it's fun. Would you rather? Yeah, we play Would You Rather. <laughs> like we do all the same shit that you do with your homies. We do, but we get to do it on a platform where people get to see us and check out our dicks and spandex. Do you th- did you expect it to go this far though? Because I think when people saw Death to All But Metal, which went fucking viral, people were like, "That was badass, amazing, great cameos in the video." Is this going to be just a flash in the pan though? You know what I mean? We. Do you want to answer? Cameo wasn't in the video we had. and Brian Posehn directed that video. Mm-hmm. But there was no cameo. And was yet. it was it Tony T- T- uh, Katane on the desk? Who was it on the desk? Oh no, that was a ch- that was a. Uh, it was okay. I don't know. Uh, okay, okay. could have been Tony. She had beautiful red hair. <laughs> you love. Yeah, her. that's what I was thinking. <laughs> you yeah. fucking love that girl. I can't remember her name. What's I forgot oh. her name too. <laughs> <laughs> he, he should remember it. <laughs> Because you're you're bringing back a, a genre that we are a little young to have fully experienced. I just turned 36. What are you? You're 33. Yeah, 33. Oh, you guys are like babies. Yeah, kids. I, I guess. I mean, yeah. I'm plucking gray hairs out of my beard, so I guess that, that counts. So that, like Ian just said, it could have been just that one viral video, like what a lot of people are now. It could be like an actual real band that come out with one video, one song, and that's it. Right. Which is basically every other genre other than rock. Right. You know, the, you know these bands with a uh, an expiration date. But you've been so successful. Is it because you're bringing that attitude out and, and you're being organic? Like You said you couldn't answer it before, but why is it... How is it still continuing? You're still you uh, know, flying you know, that heavy metal flag. I uh, think it... Com- I'm sorry. To no, hi, you. go ahead. I think so that most I did do it, um, <laughs> and I apologize. I talk too much. It's fine. Um, I think that it's our ability to write actual good fucking songs, and because if we didn't have good songs, people would do, you would have written it off, and you would have gone, oh, that that's that band. They they have that look, and they said all the you know fucks and dicks and pussies <laughs> if but the songs are what are really what carries this thing and then we're like you know if the songs are the the cake we're the fucking frosting and i think all together it's something that people uh you, you don't get to say the things that we say in this in this time no, and i think absolutely, people absolutely because that's what i was gonna i think we've been grandfathered in because we've been saying it the whole fucking time everyone's yeah, gotten sensitive and we just kept fucking going and and we never changed and i think that most people are like oh well that's steel panther that's what they do mm. there are people that don't that can't stand it and i understand that i get it but for the most part, people go. We get it. We get a pass because we've just we've been fucking consistent. And, I, I, you know, too with with that with it, in, in all forms of music, it's cool to go and have certain artists come up and see what we do, and they're so jealous. You get like a Dirk Bentley or whatever that, that warms up to our songs before that because they we do shit that they can't do. Yeah. So that's that's really cool, and then and the shit that they go and that they that they dig, they wish they could. They they use different words, but we just say fuck, dick, pussy. Yeah, I, I was gonna say that same thing though with the timing because I feel like <laughs> Death to All But Metal went viral at the perfect time because if Death to All But Metal came out in 2019, people would be outraged. They would have shut it. They would. Yeah. They would have shut it down immediately. But we did it. I agree. We did it at a time where it was like we just kind of squeaked in under the thing and now it's like you sorry. know we we can have a song <laughs> that was your lip gloss it's okay. it was sorry we can that. have a song called <laughs> fuck everybody sorry. for real and 
and people just go, well, that's Steel Panther. That's what they do. If you don't like it, like even if they don't like it, they go, that's what they do. You can't, you can't fucking fight it. Is it harder to be shocking in 2019 though? No, it's actually, we've been doing the same shit. I just think everyone's getting more sensitive. So for us, there's no change. There's no like, there's no like, we're not trying to be shocking. I just think that the light is brighter on shit that's fucking, you know, more heart, more harsh. But we've been saying fuck everybody and heavy metal rules and and suck our dicks and all those things, which we really mean. To, <laughs> to, but we just say it really direct, you know. And and we uh, we put it to song. We put it to song. And Steel Panther is that place that you can come. Fucking so, not worry about being politically correct. I thought you were going to stop the sentence at the, the, the place where you could come you can and come. that was going to be the end of the sentence. Well, you certainly can do that too. <laughs> I've been catching on. To, I've been catching on. Uh, even though you have your, your brothers in arms and eyeliner, do you feel maybe alone out there? Because uh, we were talking off the air a little bit about it. Tom Kiefer, of course, formerly from Cinderella, just came out and he's not the only one that doesn't like the term hair metal. And, and Ian and I, we talked to each other. But he like, was one of the best hair metal bands we ever. We love hair metal. Why is that a negative well, thing? Did favorite bands ever Cinderella. Did, did he say, I don't like the term or I don't like the form of music? No, it's the term. The term. Oh, the term. Which okay. is the same thing the term as we were saying before yeah. that Eddie Trunk says, you know, oh, that's a term they used to make fun of those bands. But it's fun fucking music. You yeah. know, I, like to me, I don't care what you call it. If you listen to it, that's what's important. Like you can call it hair metal, you can call it butt rock. You can like I've heard all the terms, and to me the term don't, I, they're getting hung up on the wrong shit. Like it's it doesn't like that doesn't matter. I'm shocked that made a headline, and for Eddie Trunk to to be offended by the term hair metal, it's like dude, do you like the fucking music? Who cares what they call it? It, it just enjoy it. Yeah, I agree. Sticks. If you can go on a subway and scream hair metal and no one hits you in the mouth, there you go. It's not a bad term. There you I, go. I have a uh, I have a question to bring it back to the genre of this podcast, and it's something Brando and I have discussed. Is Guns N' Roses a hair metal band? Oh, that's a that's an interesting question. Because a lot of people feel like they've transcended the genre in some way, but well, if you look at those early videos, well, they for, welcome like to the jungle. Guys. He had he had his, yeah. his, 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 his hair up to him at a certain point. At a certain point, I think they fell into. I think Guns N' Roses started as a hair metal it's band. Sle- it's more I mean, sleaze rock. They were sleazy. They were yeah. sleazy, but they had long hair. Yeah. Everybody in that band had long hair. Yeah, and just, they've all they've all put hairspray in their biscuits too, and I've seen it. I mean, yeah. they all have. So if, I don't know what if, if, if it makes you a hair metal band because you have long hair is one thing. Leonard Skinner had long hair, but they're not a fucking you know that's. But, but I mean, they would use hairspray, but then they. Stopped after a I while. I think I would say that Guns N' Roses, yes, I would say Guns N' Roses is more sleaze rock. Because when I think of the term hair metal, I think of Bon Jovi, I think of Poison, I think of Warrant, Rat, White Snake. And Guns N' Roses was just like a little edgier and dirtier than those bands. Right, and even right. though they had long hair, I would. Uh, that's a tough one, dude. It is a tough one. It, it, I, I agree because that, that that is sleaze. 
That's that's sleazy. That's like LA, I mean, LA guns. Rock. I mean, LA guns too. Is, I mean, would they be yeah. hair metal? But I, I think that you'd have to do almost the same thing. Is that they're not on a study as high as the Guns and Roses? I mean, they they, they did something that. I LA th- guns but I think Motley Crue, you put in the hair metal. Motley Crue, hair yeah, metal. definitely hair metal. Yes. Why? Why? Yeah. What defines maybe, it? It's hard maybe, to define. It's very hard to define. Maybe it's because Motley Crue was more polished sounding as well. Maybe maybe the hair metal has a, like hair metal to me has a sheen has a is, it, there's a slickness of, about hair metal and guns and roses was that band that that had the hair but they were fucking edgy they they had teeth you it know? was just dirty. They came from the gutter. Yeah, you know, that's what it's kind of like. It's in, like just in a cool way. It was like yeah. so. I think yeah, very so. Yeah, Motley Crue definitely had hair metal. You know, and that's not a derogatory. I'm in a hair metal band, and I'm fucking proud of it. <laughs> Who was on your your I guess your wish list when Steel Panther formed and now because you've played with a lot of people, people will come and do your shows wanting to be involved. Was there, I guess, a wish list of bands that you've already accomplished and who is still on that list that you would want to work with? One of the cool ones for me was, you know, it always been, a, I mean, Aerosmith is is obviously one of the, I mean, one of those bands that still is here and kicking ass a lot. But getting up with Steven, you know, playing with Steven Tyler back at the Viper Room when that was just a dirty old, one of our first time, I mean, we were just jamming there and Steven Tyler's out there. Well, it was a cool experience to do Walk This Way with Steven Tyler. I don't know where you can go from there. That's true. You know, to do that and just see his little, his, his hands with the painted stripes and shit on the nails. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, where do I go from here? But, you know, I know this is a, on a different level, but playing with Ted Pulley, um, doing uh, Naughty Naughty by Danger Danger. Mm. Yes, yeah, yes, well, we did, did. That's you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's your... Uh... That's, yeah, I like that. See, because I love that. I love... Um, this is Lexi speaking. I love uh, the way hair metal looked. I like the poofy hair, and that's what you got to do the best I can to get, you know, to stay like that. Grow my hair, I'll get the tips done, tan, get new, you know, flashy shit to wear for the next tour. That's what I think people like to see. That's that's we're changing that way, but not in the music like you were saying sticks. But I think, you know, playing with some of the hair bands, I mean, even Sebastian Bach was a big deal. Mm-hmm. But there's a there's a lot because we love that era. So there's a lot of 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 musicians that get up that I've been fans with for, of for a long time. So it's hard to just um Janie Lane was a was a big deal for me. I mean, there's a lot of of good Bitch and hair metal, or just metal guy having Scott Ian, yeah. which is metal, but you wouldn't call that hair. Well, yeah. definitely not Scott. We had, we had hair metal. We had Tommy Lee get up and jam. Tommy Lee. So sick. Uh, we've had, we've got, who have we Who's had? Who's a better drummer, you or Tommy? Uh, that's, you know, Tommy's really fucking good. He's a really good drummer. He, he hated, hated, he hated us on tour with him, though. Yeah, he that's hated a Def Leppard, yeah. He was not nice when we came on tour with him. He did not like it. No, but that doesn't take anything away from the fact that he's a fucking ripping drummer. Oh he, yeah, he plays. He's great. You bringing up Danger Danger reminds me. How weird is it that their Danger Danger, their two big hits are Naughty Naughty and Bang and Bang, bang, bang. bang. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> what was going on? Awesome. I know, right? Because they're awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's, I'm glad you know that, though. Thank you. That's you know, uh, dude. We've had fucking Jerry Cantrell, Tom Morello. Uh, like I said, we had Tommy Lee. We've had fucking, uh, you know, all these guys. I'm fans of all these bands. And, you know, we, to be that band, you're, it, it's kind of like we're the house band for rock. Right. You know, and people would come in and, and jam. And, and uh, I, you know, having Corey Taylor come up with us all the time 
gives us a big pass, you know, as far as the heavier metal. Yeah, that, it's like it takes a new, you know, a sort of major festivals and stuff like that. So it, it's it's really cool. It's killer, man. I don't know. I can't think of people off the top of my head who I'd want to work with right now. Rob Zombie. Oh well, yeah, we talked about that. that. Callback. Call that back. would like, that would be <laughs> awesome. I'm, and I'm sure if I actually sat down for a second, uh, I'd come up with a list of ten people right away and, and just go. Well, I'm curious what you guys think of this genre that supposedly killed hair metal, and that's grunge, because you guys uh, mentioned Jerry Cantrell. Yes. What do you think of that genre? Because there could be another Steel panther kind of band where somebody gets on stage and has the flannel, and they can do perhaps a whole stick, but it's not going to resonate like hair metal does. So do you like that genre, being who you are? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I liked some of the songs from that genre of music, for sure. So, I mean, because when you break it down, no, they're not singing about getting laid. They're singing about being super bummed out. And right. if you lived in Seattle where it rains all the fucking time, we're from L.A., so it's sunny, sunny, happy, joy, joy, sparkly clothes, la, 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 pussy all over the place. <laughs> you're in Seattle, you're going to write about some creepy, dark shit. Yeah. And so I think that's where you... And so, but, but you know, when you listen to the songs, because for, for me personally... It's about the songs and some of those songs on, you know, facelift on dirt on, you know, super unknown. Those are, they're, they're fucking rad songs. I mean, would I want to throw them on at a party? (laughs) Probably not. Fair enough. But would I want to fucking listen to them on my own time because they're great songs? I'm cool with it. I like it. Right on. Uh, since we're, because you got to go down the hall in a little bit to Q104, I'm curious, uh, you know, the, the whole uh, reason why we're here, our, our Guns N' Roses Bar Mitzvah Party of a podcast. Right. And he, uh, Steven Adler, by the way, yeah, let me and just go back. He got up guy. and played with us a couple oh, times. Yeah. Same with Duff. Um, so that was really kind of cool with us. Sorry to interrupt. But no, no, that's, you that's answered awesome. my question. I want to know. It's been a while since I've interrupted anybody. If, so. you had any, uh, if you had any GNR experiences, you know, playing on the bill with them, if you obviously you've more you know than what? met them. We opened for GNR. Right. We there opened for GNR at the forum, and we weren't allowed to sound check because Axel was taking a nap. I'm not kidding. And I say that story not as a, like a he's a dick. No, I, it's I funny. think it's fucking awesome story like he's like guys we're gonna hold off on sound check and we're like why you know we just got the call three days before the show because they i don't know if they didn't have an opener but it didn't matter it was sold out people were there to see guns roses so we weren't going to add anything to the bill um it was just a cool opportunity for us we're like fuck when you get the call to play uh, open for guns and roses you you answer it uh so we're at the forum in inglewood and they're like, guys, we got to hold off on sound check. And we're like, fuck, we just want to sound, we just want to sound check because we're all, all excited and shit. They're like, Axel's taking a nap. And we, <laughs> on and, the stage? Where was he? he apparently he was within earshot of the <laughs> <laughs> And we're like, what do you mean? Why Can he go on a bus? Like They're like, Axel's napping. And we're like, <laughs> right. okay, so. So we just we, got our football out. And just yeah, we started football playing football on the floor. And That's funny. We ended up doing the show. And it, and it was it was a tough show when you open mm. for a band like Guns N' Roses. 
it's hard to open for them because everyone's there to see them and they wouldn't give a fuck if Jesus was on stage. We, you know, we, <laughs> They'd just be like, dude, where's Guns N' Roses, we, Jesus? We, we got lucky because because we play in there for so long, though, which is a reason why, because, you know, that we got that call because there were going to be some fans. Anybody that likes Guns N' Roses that's in the general area has probably seen us at one point or another, whether sure. you like us well, or not. It, so. it, was, it was hard. But by, yeah, I agree by the you. end, yeah. by the end, we I feel like we won over just a like the killer amount of people. Just like the priest tour that we did as well. I mean, you're going there to see Judas Priest, you know, and and we won over so many fans by doing that. Sometimes we'll just be in a random place, and it's like, dude, I saw you guys for the first time with Priest. It makes it all worth it because, and it's fun to do. It's fun to just go, okay, you you want to put us on that thing, going, fuck this, we're here to see Priest. We are opposite of Judas Priest as far as when you look at us. Um, and, and Judas Priest doesn't really fit that celebratory sound. Right, no, right, but yeah. they, they asked us to come out on tour with them. That's cool. And we did a run with them, and they were Jake's wonderful. Amazing, amazing they were wonderful. group of guys. They really were, and it was an honor to be able to do that. But it's it's a trip if you just give us a chance at what you can do to a, to a crowd with great songs and, and hair flips and makeup and shit that we can actually but, get gain fans from that. We, we, we It's surprising how many we have from doing yeah. shows like that. But to answer your question, Steven Adler has been up on stage with us many times and jammed. Nice. Um, cool guy? Very sweet, very sweetheart. Sweetheart, yeah. From the time I met him, couldn't have been cool. He's, he's, he's a sweetheart. I don't know what the inner workings of their camp was, but our interaction, he was very sweet. And we, oh, oh, dude, we fucking, we did sl- uh, shows with Slash. We did a bunch in of Australia. shows with Slash, and he's a sweetheart as well. And he was fucking fantastic, too. Like, yeah, we did, super yeah. cool. See, that that's that must be nice to experience. Stuff as well. These heroes you've grown up with, to yeah. to be nice. Rob Halford, Slash. I mean, it's Guys, su- it sucks that you had a bad experience with Tommy Lee. That's fine, because all the other experiences, we did Def Leppard, Class acts, all these bands were th- like we've been lucky. It we've was, been really lucky to it, meet them. It was really cool because uh, uh, Duff's band for a while, um, you, know, you know, way back was called Loaded. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know, and uh, sure. so, and so they opened for us at the Viper Room a while back. And I wanted him to come up and well, we wanted him to come up and jam. You know, maybe Sweet Child where he goes, man, I fucking forgot that riff. I go, <laughs> go, I'll show you, I'll show you, I'll show you. Yeah, so it was really cool to play that riff in front of D- uh, Duff because he hadn't played it in such a long time. That's and funny. just go, okay, he remembers it now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, chilling yeah. the game. I'm glad to. It's got to be so back. weird for Duff to be opening up for you. You know, I, I, th- I think that he has, he's he's one of those musicians who has cut his teeth playing his whole life. I don't think he gives fuck. He doesn't give a fuck. Like, he enjoys playing. I'll bass. open. Mm-hmm. I'll close. I think he just digs playing. And it's an awesome and I guy. get and I appreciate that. That's yeah. I mean, I, I'm the same way. I, you give me an opportunity to go up on stage. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Last question, one word to describe heavy metal rules for people who, for some reason, have yet to check you out all all these years. How to win them over, because that's been a theme. Is there a word or maybe a sentence about the new album? Transformative. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) I wish I could have went first. (laughs) Um, Bitching. Okay. Simple. I like it. Yeah. Sticks, Lexi. I mean, this this is more than a pleasure. I, I really thank you guys uh, for thank coming you. down and the, just the time you guys uh, gave us today. No, and just thanks, Brando and Ian, you guys are fucking. It, it doesn't even feel like we've been in here for three hours. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have. <laughs> no, thank you guys. It was fun. Us. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Right. Take care. Ooh, that was uh, that was intense. That was crazy from uh, from the get go. As soon as I cracked the mic, that was so much fun though. It was a ton of fun, and I did look back. I got to meet those guys ten years ago at Vintage Vinyl in New Jersey for um the release of their first album, 
And I'll be honest, like, it, it's kind of a question I asked them. I figured they'd be a band that has one or two albums. Like, it's the same way that people kind of looked at Weird Al. And then all yeah, these years later, true. they're like, holy shit, I can't believe they're still going. That's true. And that's why I had you back on, my dear Ian. <laughs> I didn't get, I mean, I, what did I expect? I didn't get a professional intro and we kind of just got into the conversation. But, of course, uh, you know, Ian Scott are back for this uh, this episode. And that's why I had you back on because I... Uh, you know, of all the discussions that we've had about hair metal, you know, including that, you going back that far, and I saw you did tweet your the then and now with Steel Panther, yeah. the picture that we took uh, just now, and, uh, and, and and when you did all those years ago, you would be, you know, other than just being yourself, you would be the perfect co-host for this episode with Steel Panther. So Thanks, I appreciate man. you coming by. Yeah, it was fun. My favorite line, by the way, was when Lexi said, uh, we played Naughty Naughty with Danger Danger. Yes, we did, did. That was a great line. <laughs> Lexi was so funny. And, uh, you know, I, I, assuming when most of you hear this podcast, you, I would like to think that you were on our Facebook page and we shot most of it with Facebook Live. And it was such a trip. Lexi just consistently you know, picking up his hand mirror, which has the Lexi caricature on the back of the mirror, and he's fixing his lip gloss, or he's powdering his face with rouge or whatever. He gets so into it that uh, even when it. the Facebook Live went off, he was doing it just for you and me. I know. I love it. I got a kick out of it. And that's why, you know, you and I love hair metal. And uh, I did, I think it was you that maybe tweeted something. The Tom Kiefer thing? Yeah. yeah. Back at Eddie or back at Tom or something like that. Yeah, it was like Tom Kiefer. I have with Eddie Trunk, though. Because I think it's so, like, I love this genre of music. I really do. I'm a hardcore fan. I am not someone who's into it ironically. Like, when people are like, oh, you have a Dr. Feelgood tattoo? Like, I'm sure it's certainly nothing ironic about it. No. I, I enjoy it. But at the same time, it is fun music. It's not something I take extremely seriously, nor is it meant to be taken extremely seriously. So to me, getting so wrapped up in, uh, you know, hair metal, it's a like disparaging term for these what? guys who had this hair in the 80s. And it's like, yeah, they wore makeup and like women's like leopard print. It was fun. And and actually, if I could just mention another thing about that, if you have ever read The Dirt, any of you sure. guys listening, um, there was an interview when Motley Crue did the 1994 album with John Karabi, which was a more serious album. Uh, the interviewer was kind of making fun of their past and was like, well, all your stuff is about like girls and hairspray and fire. And they walked out of the interview. They were pissed about it. And Vince Neil in the dirt says, like, I'm very different. If you would have asked me during an interview, are you about, you know, girls and fire and hairspray he'd be like hell yeah i'm about all of that and it's a lot of fun and i'd rather be into that than about being boring and being about nothing at all and like to me it's fun music it's stuff and i listen to a lot of dark music and to me when i listen to motley Crue, it's something that like puts me in a great mood and it, it's exciting so i think uh, what the problem is that when you say hair metal people are just obsessed with the image and forget about how talented you know, bands like Warrant and Cinderella and Motley Crue with the songwriting, the riffs, and they just, that's like, that almost becomes an afterthought. And, you know, and I get being an artist, you want to, you know, hear the music, but there were bands out there that really just were about the image. And I think it's just, it's just more of a term. You really can't be offended by it. You got to embrace it. You really just got to embrace it. And I don't know, it kind of bums me out when, People of that generation say they don't like the term hair metal. It's like, 
hearing Bill Murray said he didn't like Ghostbusters 2. I love Ghostbusters yeah. 2. Brace it! I, th- I think the, the image has so much to do with it, though. Uh, you know, the image of most bands, I like, if Metallica or whatever had shaved heads, I know when they cut their hair for load, people made a huge deal of it. I, like, I wouldn't care. Their whole, the, the image of Metallica was not really caring about image. They were like regular dudes with acne and stuff, and they came out, and they... They rocked. Um, the image for those bands at that time, though, was it was like something that could easily be made fun of because they were out there and they were like, this is us. We don't care. This is how we're going to look. And there's something very fun. And I, I, I like the whole hair metal, you know, the image, the music, all of it. I celebrate everything about it. Well, speaking of hair and we can wrap up the uh, the episode this way. News. You missed the soundbite. Did you? Yeah, uh, no, I'm, I'm excited to talk about the show. The the breaking news, well, I, of course, the main news is that GNR played their first show of 2019 at the Palladium. And can I tell you, yeah. I, I did not, re- I, I've been, I guess, slightly out of the loop. I always keep up with Guns N' Roses, and I didn't realize until I looked at the set list that they have not played in 2019. I didn't realize their last show was in December. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's been a while, and that's why, you know, this was so anticipated within the community and uh, a lot of speculation about what the set list may be. Uh, and it was pretty much the same set list. Basically, this, basically the same set list. However, what was interesting, and you'd like to think that they knew for, that this would get out there on the internet, and that's the actual scene, the, the, the physical set list. You get to see it. Like, if you remember, it was a few years ago, we saw a Slither as an alternative song, an alternate song. And they didn't play it for a while, and we didn't know if it was real or not. And eventually, they did add it to the set list. So there were some new additions with the the alt set list, like Locomotive. You know, it was pretty badass. Or or Dead Horse. Uh, I think So Fine was on there. But uh, another one that I don't know how this wasn't this wasn't the bigger story. Then Axl Rose's new haircut, speaking of hair. Uh, but there was a song on the alt set list called Hard School. Now, I don't know how, because you're not involved in the uh, GNR podcast weekly, if you're familiar with what's going on with all the Guns N' Roses leaks, leaked yeah, material. Yeah, I do see what you put out there. I have not heard Hard School. I've heard a couple of the leaked songs, um, but I haven't heard everything. Like my feeling, and I told you off air of the stuff that I heard. And I am a diehard Chinese democracy fan. Love every song. These sound like songs, at least what I heard so far, that weren't good enough to make the cut for Chinese democracy. But I haven't heard them all. Some have argued that. I mean, a lot of the, the things that have leaked are instrumentals or they're different versions, you know, brain playing drums versus Josh Freeze. And I'm not that much of a nerd. There's to, a Oh My God, right? A different version. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm not that much of a nerd to really get into, you know, that sect of of you know the the leaks of just a, a different version of unless it's completely different like there was a leaked version of a, an acoustic um was it knocking on heaven's door i think it was knocking uh, no no it was uh no i think it was knocking I, I i forget it was one of the 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 cover tracks okay yeah no i think it was knocking on heaven's door so that's obviously completely different an acoustic versus their studio electrical you know electric guitar sure. uh, version of it but uh, the song Hard School was probably one of the first ones that got leaked in full. I think there was maybe, well, maybe there was a 10 or a minute uh, clip that leaked at first, and then the whole song leaked. And out of all the songs that have 
leaked. Uh, I never say that word outside this, uh, the Guns N' Roses. I mean, what's world. the other song re- released? But they haven't been released. They've leaked. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the only word you can use. Leaked, or I mean, some people might say stolen and put out there. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's a whole other. I don't even know if I want to even get involved in that world anymore because it's just it's. I don't know. It, it's too involved. It's too emotionally draining just to hear songs. But the song "Hard School." is really rocking and that seemed to have gotten the most favor out of all the leaked tracks of just like wow this is a great song this is a great rocking tune not overproduced just fucking awesome and, and if it gets put on the set list i would think that they have plans to release it right so there are uh theories. does that make you think because you might know better than me are the is the current band on that song see i i don't know I, Does I, it sound I, like it to you? A lot of these, it's funny because the, the rumors are a lot of these songs were from 1999 or from 2000. And the the lineup of that time is kind of, you know, a crapshoot. You really don't know who may or may not have been in the band at the time or what may have been reworked from earlier. A lot of people would say though Slash is a distinct guitar sound, or it could be someone trying to sound yeah. like Slash. Yeah, I, I, I've heard Robin Fink is on the on the track. I, I don't know. I don't want to say because I just I, I don't know. I yeah. just it's pure speculation. Uh, but now it's just curious of whether because I know the leak. I kind of want to say no. I don't think that these are planned leaks. That this is some sort of master plan. You know, like uh, Axel or Team Brazil is like fucking uh, crying in the, the, uh, the <laughs> Dimension X and just making this crazy plan. I had to make the Turtles reference for you. Uh, to And just seeing what was leaked and what had the best reception so they can just slowly add some stuff like into their, into the new, you know, this new version of the band. I, I don't know, but it's it seems that they're obviously, of course, they're aware of the leaks and the fact that you get to see one of these unreleased songs uh, potentially played in the future. I don't know how that wasn't the headline over. Oh, Axel cut his hair, but it's it's cool. It, it is cool that you know they. It's easier to react to, I guess. It's just headline uh, with the picture. I, I, I guess, so, but it wasn't like he shaved his head no. or had a mohawk he just he looks like me in fucking high school <laughs> to be honest but with you. as you know the average you know rock fan isn't even aware of these leaks it hasn't made as big a headlines as you would think which you've talked about no you've, you've I, tweeted that type of stuff right so. i find that you know other than you know myself uh alternative nation which people don't like that they you know how they go about it with the clickbait but you know at least they're covering it um, not many people are talking about it, and I find that very, very strange. Why? Like, wouldn't you think that, you know, unreleased uh, Prince material? Is, maybe is it, maybe it's music. the legality issue that if people want to see this, they want to obviously hear it, and you legally can't hear it right now. Maybe. Uh, I I don't know. It's just it's too much speculation up in the air. I I, I mean, as we know, Guns N' Roses has sued people in the past. Yes, so. they have. I think that might be just being cautious of that. Yeah, maybe not wanting to rub anyone, the uh, you know, the management the wrong way, uh, talking about this stuff that they shouldn't be talking about. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Eddie Trunk actually recently told the amazing story that I think I texted you about when uh, Mike Piazza played. I think it was Oh My God or something off Chinese Democracy all those years ago that um, Eddie Trunk got a call from Guns N' Roses management as he was on his way to Shea Stadium to see the Mets. 
and he was like, we want the CD of what you played. So, I mean, this was in the days of CDs before, sure. you know, but it was obviously put on CD from a hard drive or something, but a member of Guns N' Roses uh, team, according to Eddie Trunk, had him meet there in the parking lot at Shea Stadium and give him the CD. <laughs> so... It's really just amazing. Like, this is some Fort Knox government <laughs> conspiracy cover-up. I, I mean, for someone like you who has created things before, you know, whether in the radio world or other projects you've done, I, I can understand not wanting your, you know, unfinished material out there. Let's just say even this, just this podcast as we're recording it, I have to go back and do some, you know, Editing, just like, you know, silences sure. and not, nothing too crazy. But what I want this podcast as presently constituted as we're currently recording out there? No. Am I going to freak out about it? Am I going to sue people over it? Probably not. But again, I'm not Guns N' Roses level. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of thought process. And I mean, uh, a Guns N' Roses album could potentially make millions of dollars. And instead that's, of... That's know. the big thing with a lot of people. Like, if you just put out this music and, and it's so... These fans are so funny. They're already making fan art from Chinese Democracy 2 <laughs> yeah, with that. all the leaks. And, Which is like, cool. And they're like, we will pay you money for this stuff. Don't you want our money? So it's... Uh, but we know Axel's a perfectionist. That's why it took so long for Chinese Democracy to come out. I mean, that could be uh, that could be part of it. It could be uh, personnel changes. I mean, who knows if he had a bout with, with Mono for a few months? I, I mean, I'm just making yeah, that up. Yeah, I mean, I would think... Who knows? I, I don't know on the inside. I try not to do too much what they call Monday, money, uh, Monday morning quarterbacking. Yeah, I mean, I would think with the current band that they have, I don't think he wants to... Re I would think he doesn't want to release stuff from the eras before with Buckethead, with Bumblefoot. He probably is just like, we're forging ahead with this band and for the most part for the like i want to hear it all but for the average person they want to hear duff slash and axel and whoever else on a track again right and the thing i also uh, i think about a lot is what if you know whether it be hard school or another leaked tune that they will use as a template say okay slash you do what bumble <laughs> what bumblefoot did or you know duff you do what uh, tommy stinson did and they're kind of just reworking these songs I hope that's not the case because I want, you know, Duff and Slash's artistic integrity to be in there. I mean, I'm sure they will be if they work it their own way. But I really, I mean, I guess it's never been done like this where they're all just sitting in a room jamming. But there are I mean, so I would think that's what Appetite for Destruction is, though. Yeah, but there are songs that just sound way too dated. Like they should have been on the album and now they just sound weird I, they just sound weird like i don't know what this is it sounds like you're right chinese leftovers which is by the way kind of why people celebrate appetite for destruction so much and the older stuff in general is none of that sounds dated you put on welcome to the jungle it will never sound dated if you're a rock fan it's just you know 20 years from now Th you're that's why it. it's said to be one of the greatest not just rock albums but albums of all time because it's it's timeless yeah i mean that's how i feel about a lot of Van Halen stuff, for example, you put on the stuff with David Lee Roth, I feel it is absolutely timeless. A lot of the Sammy Hagar stuff with a lot of the synth, it sounds very 80s. True. It's true. Other than, uh, you know, 1984 with, with, with Dave. But yes. I, I know I know exactly what you mean, for sure. Even, just, even people could say Jump sounds very 80s, you know what I mean? But Running with the Devil, that's timeless. Yes, yes. But I, I'm looking at, and you, I think you saw my post the other day, I'm just looking at it as all of it as a win, right now you know the, even the current members of the band like duff and slash i think they both said in interviews that they didn't they didn't know how far this was going to go 
if this was going to go past Coachella, you know, they didn't know. And the fact that this is, you know, it's what it started in 2016, not in this lifetime. And now it's, you know, we're, we're hitting almost to 2020 and there really haven't been any, any problems at all. So if, yeah, we're, if we're bitching about the set list, I, I get it to a degree, but from where we were, to, to now, I, I think we still have to be happy and, and, and to see that it's continuing and seeing bands like, because we were just talking about Aerosmith with Steel Panther, seeing that, you know, GNR is younger than Aerosmith. Look how much, where they can go. You know, Aerosmith, I mean, they talk about making a new album. We'll see. But, the, you know, I just saw them live, too. Yeah, you were pretty. Uh, where did I you, was extremely close. Where Mohican Sun? No, it was um, Mass Mutual Center in Massachusetts. Oh, uh, okay. Dude, it was awesome. That's cool. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah, and it makes me because they're they've been in Vegas recently, right? Arizona. Yeah, and then they I can did, see Steel Panther doing a Vegas show. Yeah, I, I think it would be great. Yeah, so um, Aerosmith did four shows in Massachusetts during that whole run for Vegas. Um, and basically, it would be a lot to get into, but I, I was able to get tickets like right up front because I don't think they were able to sell out all four nights for the prices they were asking. So they ended up lowering prices and like next thing you know, I'm right up on the stage pretty much. <laughs> and it was a great time. I did notice Steven Tyler seemed to be a bit of a diva with the uh, sound. Every song complaining. I mean, it was a great it was a great show. But at one point I saw Steven Tyler uh, actually, at the end of the sh- at the end of the set during Walk This Way, run up to the sound guy and just like start bitching at him, like right in front of everybody. And I just saw the sound guy throw up his hands. And, Interesting. And as a guy like you who's worked in radio, I feel like anybody who's working sound for Aerosmith has to know what they're doing. And I bet you that he was complaining about something that couldn't really be fixed. You know? Yeah. I I, I, you, I felt for that sound guy. You and I both know there's a difference between the talent. And the technical side of it, because the talent may want something a certain way, but technically that can happen sometimes. Yeah. You know, if you want me to edit something a certain way or uh, in a certain timely fashion without taking into account how things need to be uploaded and pr- how programs work. So, I mean, the fact that you still enjoyed the show is this. Uh, oh, I had, a, I had an it, excellent time with my, you know, one of my best friends in the world, Steve, who we, and I saw Aerosmith with him like 13 years ago. So, doesn't feel that long. I was like, we got to do it again for this. And it was totally worth it. Well, go see them if great. you're in Vegas. Uh, I, I still have to go to Vegas. That's yeah. something I go want. Well, I mean, the I audience. Wanna, I want to see David. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I, I want to see David Lee Roth in Vegas. That's yes, that would be cool. That's what I, I want to see Van Halen do another tour, though. That's what I want to see. So would I. But uh, according to David Lee Roth, he doesn't know when that's going to happen. So that's why he's you know taking uh, the, his show to Vegas. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad I was at the last show. So oh, and- see, see, all that, see all that stuff again. You... With all the question marks that have surrounded GNR in particular, not even counting, you know, things that have happened with Aerosmith, because when he did Country, when he went, did American Idol, and I know that was upsetting some of the other members, and of course everything with Van Halen, to have GNR where they are now, slash still doing his thing with the Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators, that being successful, you know, Duff having a successful run with uh, with Shooter Jennings, to be where they are now, to still have it be a living, breathing thing. I, I kind of laugh at myself or I roll my eyes at just when the complaints get too much. Yeah. It's like, what do you want? Do you want them to go back to to be broken up? Do you want DJ Ashbaugh back in the band? What do you want? I think some people what miss the drama. I think people like the drama. That's true. I mean, they were- <laughs> It was like a soap opera. 
No, that is that is true. You need an element of, of danger. I mean, they apparently were late at the Palladium, and they've they've uh, much like Steel, Steel Panther today, they were uh, early uh, for this interview, but uh, and they've had been uh, GNR had been early throughout. Basically, it seems not in this lifetime. So they were yeah. late, whatever. So now you got a little controversy, I guess, in there. Yeah, I was going to bring up also a uh, former guest of the show, Carla Harvey, was in attendance, yes. wrote like a great review of the show and how amazing it was. Yeah, I'm hoping to get Carla back on, and I want to get her on with her her, her beau, uh, Charlie Benanti, because I want them to talk about GNR, of course, the projects together and things like that. But I want to I want to hear what it's like to be a rock star going to a rock show because they had been to uh, I think they were a couple of the shows in Doctor Stadium together, and then yeah, the, knowing how big of a GNR fan she still is to this day, and I think she wrote she's like I feel like an eleven year old girl again, yeah, uh, which I don't know what that feels like, <laughs> uh, which is just uh, it's great. So it's just an exciting time again to be a Guns N' Roses fan because how dormant this band was and how ironic that you came up with the idea to do this podcast uh, you know three years ago we well, not- it, it was perfect time because of the reunion we didn't know though like we everyone thought that it was going to end before it started right? yeah that was a, that that was was a lot whole, of speculation that was the whole thing like was it going to end before it even started so the fact that we're still here or I'm still here doing this podcast <laughs> I'm here when you need me yes no, and, I, <laughs> and I appreciate that so it's just uh it's just it's good all around. And yeah. I, I mean, I love coming on, too. And who's going to turn up the uh, invite to go interview Steel Panther? So. <laughs> exactly. And I knew you were the right guy to do it. So I appreciate you uh, coming down. Um, is there anything that you, uh, any other thoughts before we, we wrap up about GNR or what you have going on? I, no, you know what I was going to mention, actually, when I was God. looking at my uh, Eddie Van Halen guitar case uh, uh uh, guitar iPhone case. It reminded that me. is a second, my second favorite uh, case of yours because you used to have the Ninja, Ninja Turtles, Turtles one. Yeah, yeah. No, so I was going to say that I did get to check out that guitar exhibit at the um, Metropolitan Art Museum in New York that they have. They have Eddie Van Halen's guitar in display. They have oh, yeah. Beatles, Metallica, Prince. I did not see Slash, which I thought I you know would have seen maybe, but. If you're a fan of guitars, it's there till October 1st. It was really cool, especially to see the the one that I'm referring to, the Frankenstein, the infamous Eddie Van Halen guitar. Um, they had videos of, uh, you know, Tom Morello talking about his guitars and the settings on his guitars, That's Eddie cool. Van Halen. Yeah. So that was that was actually really interesting. See, I, I want more of that and, and to go off what Steel Panther just did last night with that kind of Q&A kind of thing. We want the behind the scenes a little bit, and that's what the, this this band Guns N' Roses doesn't really give you. No, and even if you actually, for example, I think even if you buy like a pricey VIP ticket, you don't meet Axel. No, right? you, yeah. don't meet, you don't meet the band. You don't meet anyone, not even like Melissa Reese or uh, I think for some ticket prices, right? Because there from used my to be, understanding, you don't even meet the band. Because from what I remember, Unless prior to, to this era, if you bought like a VIP package, you met like DJ Ashba <laughs> and stuff like that. No, which is cool, man. I but guess. you didn't meet Axel. Uh, I would have thought that there's a package where you at least meet, I don't know, Dizzy Reed and Melissa Reese and some of those members. Not that I'm aware of. I mean, most of the fans that meet them, you know, with all the, uh, the, the fan sites that I follow, you know, just the, the GNR fan spot on Facebook, it's them waiting after the show. They got to step it up, man. They have Kiss give uh, with VIP tickets where they give you their guitars and stuff. I mean, GNR, mind you, they're not playing completely live. I know. So that's true. I'll take Guns N' Roses over that. But. I mean, GNR, I feel like they're leaving so much money on the table. You know, the fans want 
to, to buy the music. They want to. They would. But let's people, be honest. People ticket, pay VIP prices to meet Axl Rose. Are you fucking kidding? Ticket the, prices are pretty huge, though, so they're they not are, exactly they gone are, broke. But you, no, they're not. But they can. I mean, that could be said of all these millionaires and billionaires out there that they, <laughs> that they want more and more money. So you're telling me that people wouldn't want to spend thousand dollars more than that just to, to take a maybe like an avril lavigne kind of awkward photo you ever see those where she has those meet and greets where she just stands awkwardly next to the fan who can't touch her i saw i saw something similar where it's like pictures of fred durst completely uninterested so it, it could just be that yeah you know or it could just be axel you know through a window and you're not like <laughs> like like a studio window and you can... i mean they should yeah i mean even motley Crue on their farewell tour they took pictures with fans except for tommy lee I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of we can. There's a lot of thoughts, ways you can go with that because fans are fucking crazy. It can do scary things. I will say that. Yeah, but these bands have their security teams. They make they sure do. Of that stuff. They they do, but I mean, you just fucking you never know. That's just that's just part of always my thinking because that when you go into these places, security is even what you said down here at iHeart, things are being upped. Yeah, really upped. So I mean, I don't know that if that's part of it. Uh, or Axel's taking a, a nap <laughs> at the time where the, the mean greet would be happening. I have no idea. Uh, but it's, it could a, be, it could be just a quality of life type thing that, hey, you know, I want to get up on stage three hours every night and play my ass off and then be able to enjoy the other, you know, hours in the day. Yeah, absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. So that's why, you know, I'm appreciative of. What we got, uh, I never thought I would see Axel and Slash uh, together on stage again. You know, I'm lucky to now have seen the Not In This Lifetime twice. I'm going to uh, Texas next month for... going to be sick. Uh, yeah, I've never seen them in... I've never been to Texas, but I've never been to... Uh, I've seen... I've never seen them in a festival setting. Yeah. So that's going to be a, a cool experience. You better so, do some barbecue and Tex-Mex and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I will do uh, all of that, all nice. of the above. So, I mean, all these things that we're kind of picking and choosing to complain about... You know, maybe it's me talking with me finally getting my antidepressants working in my brain again. You know, I'm not going to get too angry or too over the top upset about any of these things. These are just kind of like a checklist things that we would, I think, as fans would like to see happen now that we kind of have, you know, the core three, <laughs> I guess, uh, back together again. We could talk about Izzy. We could talk about Steven until we are the, the cows come home. But I like this lineup. Uh, I like the, the the premise and the promise, seemingly, of new music, not just coming from Richard Fortas. The Duff seems like we're in a good place, slash we're in a good place. So that's kind of how uh, I'm looking at it, you know? And uh, as long as Axel doesn't get sick, break his foot again, um, I'm not going to complain too much more about it. Because what, what's, I don't know, what's the point, I yeah. guess? So... Uh, I guess that does it for this episode, my my dear Ian. This was a nice, this was great, a nice little reunion for us. Yeah, no, we'll do this every few months as we've been doing. It's cool, man. Yeah, it's 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 not just for Ian. Uh, obviously, my my listeners know when uh, I have a certain guest, I will put it out there. If you want to co-host, I always try to get creative with these episodes. Uh, yeah. I mean, we were creative together, but I want to, you know, with the void that you left, I'm like, okay, how can I fill? that void and how can I be creative with it? So we've had some great fans on yep. uh, to co-host uh, coming up. Uh, I have, I don't know if it's going to be an official co-host slot or just two guests, but I did confirm I had been talking about it for a, uh, privately for a while. So I'm glad I can announce it, but that's uh, Jack Malou, the Guns N' Roses first photographer who, uh, who has been a former guest of the show. And by the way, if you're not following Jack Malou on Instagram, 
uh, after Slash, because if you follow Slash on social media, you know why he's like the best follow. But all Jack posts are rock stars and, and beautiful girls. So it's it. very tasteful in a tasteful manner. Uh, Unlike but, Steel Panther, not very tasteful. But uh, so Jack Lou will be on uh, together with Mark Cantor from, uh, you know, Cantor's Deli, where the GNR brain trust kind of formed and they put out uh, that that picture book all those years ago because they both had the foresight to kind of document uh, the uprising of, of GNR. So uh, they're going to be on together. So I try to just get creative. I I told Jack, I'm like, Mark would be great, but I want you. Yeah. You guys have been friends for such a long time. And just to hear that, you know, I'm sure stories would just come up between you guys that I wouldn't even ask. So that's what I, I like to do going forward. So, of course, you'll you'll come back. Uh, in the meantime, the best way to keep track of everything going on on this podcast, uh, with or without Scott, is Appetite for Distortion on Facebook, facebook.com slash the AFD show, or on Twitter at the AFT show. And I did, I mentioned it uh, last episode, I did start a Patreon. So if you want to look up Appetite for Distortion with Brando on Patreon, in the future, I would love to make t-shirts, perhaps get some remote equipment, because I, I would have... Last night, I probably would have interviewed Steel Panther on location, but aside from the fact that I had to work a real radio job, I just don't have the equipment for it. So these are things I may want to invest in You know what, in though? The, future. The, the iPhone works amazing for that stuff. I may do that. I've, I've used it. Like, I interviewed um, Jason Rao, the, the guitarist from Breaking Benjamin, backstage with my iPhone, and it came out great. I may do that, because my, my girlfriend actually said this the other day. She was like, you should do interviews when we go to Texas. Honestly, and I it said, works probably just as my- good as a lot of those... A lot of the equipment you could buy. So I'll probably, iPhone's pretty good. I'll probably end up doing that. So I'll keep everyone abreast of uh, you know what's going on in in, in Texas when I'm down there, uh, whether it be pictures or see if I can get some some road uh, interviews. But you know the, the small little investments going forward. I'll never charge for the podcast. As you see, we keep going. We keep getting really cool guests. Uh, so just keep track of everything that we're doing again through social media. Uh, appreciate whether you're listening through the iHeartRadio app, Spreaker, Stitcher, you know, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, AlternativeNation.net. However you found us, you find us. It's just really appreciated, and uh, and just uh, thank you, thank you all. So until next time, when will you hear the next episode? In the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy. I don't know if soon is the word, but you'll see it. Thanks to the lame-ass security, I'm going home.